And I started to incorporate the things that I was learning from Donna and energy medicine into my yoga practice. And I was really impressed and kind of actually blown away, more than impressed, by the results that I was having personally from the addition of this energy work, this really pointed, directed, and very, very simple work into my yoga practice. And when I finally went back to teaching, I started to bring these techniques into my classes, and I found that my students were having the same experiences, powerful, transformative, with very, very simple additions to a regular yoga practice. You are now listening to the Soul & Wonder Podcast, Episode 69, Energy Medicine Yoga with Lauren Walker. Welcome to the Soul & Wonder Podcast, where the conduits of the body, depths of the mind, and Atlas of the Soul are explored with devotion. Through cultural exchange, Christopher and Sarah and their guests will deliver sacred wisdom from around the globe, uncovering the hidden gems of conscious living and holistic healing, all to empower you on your journey of self-discovery. And now, here are your hosts, Christopher and Sarah. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul and Wonder podcast. We are so happy to have you here. And in today's episode, we get to talk about one of our favorite topics, energy medicine. It is definitely a modality you should be adding to your daily routine, and you're going to learn all about it in today's interview with Lauren Walker. Lauren Walker does something really interesting and combines energy medicine with yoga, which has proven to be doubly powerful and we recommend it. So Lauren Walker is the author of Energy Medicine Yoga, Amplify the Healing Power of Your Yoga Practice, as well as the Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription. Both books won the Nautilus Silver Award for Best Mind Body Book. She's been teaching yoga and meditation since 1997, and she created Energy Medicine Yoga, aka EM Yoga, while teaching at Norwich University, the oldest private military college in the country. The huge success of her work there led directly to the publication of her first book. Lauren teaches EM yoga across the United States and internationally and has been featured many times in Yoga Journal as well as Yoga Digest, LA Yoga Magazine, Mantra Plus, and the New York Times. She also trains teachers to teach her highly intuitive, simple healing method. EM yoga is compatible with all types of yoga and is the only yoga style in the world with its own built-in healthcare system in the form of thousands of practitioners trained at Donna Eden School Inner Source. In the event that you have an issue that is outside the purview of a yoga class, Donna's trained energy medicine practitioners work one-on-one to get their clients' energy working for them. And I can definitely attest to this EM yoga method. It's been great. Sarah and I went through the book and looked at all the five elements and you'll get to know all about what those five elements are and where you might be imbalanced a little bit. And by doing some of these practices, it will bring those elements back into balance, helping you feel whole, healthy, and complete. And in this interview, we talk about many different things, including Lauren's book, The Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription, the benefits of energy medicine yoga and how it can change your life, the inspiration behind 
combined Lauren fusing energy medicine with yoga, the influence of the five elements on your physical and emotional health, practical ways to incorporate EM yoga into your life and establish a steady routine, and two simple energetic exercises you can do to reduce stress in the heat of the moment. Can't we all use that? So stay tuned and enjoy the interview. All right, everybody, we've got Lauren with us now. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. We are so happy to have you. When we got your book in the mail, we were just like, what? This is brilliant. <laughs> Especially being fans of Donna Eden and her energy medicine um, practices. We were like, this is so, so innovative. Yeah, Bringing that-, that to yoga in a very real down-to-earth way. And actually, you know, having been exposed to Donna a long time ago, I think it was one of the first books that we got when we started getting into energy work and all of that. And we just brought it out for the first time, well, maybe a couple months ago. In a while. In a while. while. Yeah. And it was great to go back through that. And then, of course, we we got your book in the mail uh, through your publicist. And it just seemed to be like a really good match. So, again... I share the same sentiments and just really happy to have you. Nice. Well, I'm happy to be here and I'm glad that you guys are fans of Donna's. So I don't Mm -hmm. even need to introduce how amazing and brilliant she is because you guys already know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll just encourage you listeners, if you're not sure who Donna Eden is, definitely look her up and her work. Um, And Lauren, we want to dive into your work today. Today, we want to really talk about your book, The Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription. But before we get into that, what exactly is energy medicine yoga and what inspired you to fuse energy medicine with yoga? So maybe I'll answer the second part first. Um, So I had taught yoga for many years and then actually took a break from teaching yoga. I sort of had a lemony snicket year where everything seemed to go wrong. And I ended up leaving my yoga studio and actually leaving the United States. I moved up to Canada. And right before I left, I was introduced to Donna's work. And as soon as I got to Canada, I was reintroduced to or introduced again to Donna's work through um, a a totally, obviously different person, different country within a month's time. So I decided that was a a, a hit from the universe and I started to check her Mm -hmm. out. And her work was absolutely phenomenal. It blew me away. I went and took a workshop with her at Omega and I was hooked. And so I started studying her work exclusively and left... um, the world of yoga for uh, almost seven full years. I stopped teaching, but I never stopped practicing. And I started to incorporate the things that I was learning from Donna and energy medicine into my yoga practice. And I was really impressed and kind of actually blown away more than impressed by the results that I was having personally from the addition of this energy work, this really pointed, directed, and very, very simple work into my yoga practice. And when I finally went back to teaching, I started to bring these techniques into my classes and I found that my students were having the same experiences, powerful, Mm -hmm. transformative, with very, very simple additions to a regular yoga practice. And I shared all of that with Donna and she encouraged me to um, put it down. And when I showed her the draft of my book, she just said, this has to get out there. 
and uh, and here we are, flash forward to um, two books now, and another one in the process, and lots of workshops and classes, and and sharing it with as many people as I possibly can. Mm. Wow, that's beautiful, especially because yoga, in and of itself, obviously, is um, an energetic, you know, healing modality. Really, it moves energy as it is, and to add intentional energy medicine routines to the yoga practice brings even more awareness to the power of of energy and how it moves through our bodies and how we can be in charge of our energetic circuits and all of the things that are happening in our life. And some of our listeners might be like, well, wait a minute, let's back up a second. Energy medicine, like if you could define what energy medicine is, what would be your definition? Mm, That's great. That's a great question because a lot of people don't know. And the truth is, uh, energy medicine, it's the oldest medicine on the planet. It's how we survived and got to where we are today by being able to diagnose, work with, and heal our bodies before we had hospitals and doctors and MRIs and all that kind of thing. And actually, an MRI is an energy medicine tool, magnetic resonance imaging. Ultrasound is energy medicine. Reiki, um, uh, acupuncture. So there's a lot of things that we do and use in the modern world. Not that, uh, you know, acupuncture is certainly very ancient, but it's taken on. It's now covered by most insurances because it's so powerful for healing. And even things like rubbing your belly when you have a bellyache, that's energy medicine. And so these techniques really, it's your birthright. We have this built-in mechanism in the body to heal. That's what the body does. It's programmed to do that. And when we get out of the way and give the body the simple things that it needs, it it does heal and it's quite remarkable and really, really simple. And so energy medicine kind of runs the gamut from, you know, rubbing your belly all the way up to MRI, which is very high technology. Um, but it's really all based on the same principles that energy is all there is. Mm, very well explained. And I appreciate that giving us and the listeners a wide variety of what that looks like. Because I think when we think energy medicine, sometimes we narrow it down to something that we've heard of like Reiki or something like that, where it does encompass all these different practices. So really appreciate you explaining that. And so why is it so important to discover and understand our energy? Well, it's important because it's all that there is. If you strip away, if we could really see with our eyes what's happening in the world around us, we are not solid physical beings. We are actually energy vibrating at a very, very high frequency. And so is everything else. The chair you're sitting on, the computer you're sitting in front of. If you're listening to this podcast in your car, all your car is, is energy, which could be a little, uh, a little like, whoa, I'm, I'm I'm sitting, you know, I'm an energetic vortex sitting in an energetic vortex. But the fact of the matter is that that is true. And so when you can understand what is at the root of everything in the universe, then you have simple ways to access that and to transform that. 
So when you think about the physical body and the density of the physical body and how you're going to transform that, you can think if we, if we, you know, take it into the yoga practice. Okay. So you're going to do these long stretches, long holds so that you can increase your flexibility, or you're going to do really powerful dynamics so that you can increase your muscle mass. Um, but if you work with your energy, it's much simpler to work with because it's much less dense and you can transform mm. your energy and the physical body is actually resting on top of that so to speak and so if you work with your energy and organize your energy then the physical body has to reorganize to the principles that you've set into motion underneath it mm. Mm. I, I like that keywords too that you just said is when you work with your energy what i like about this is that it gives us the autonomy once again and just to recognize that we're sovereign beings in control of our lives and our well-being that we don't always have to be so dependent on what others may call healers you know like obviously co-creation is a beautiful way to manipulate energy and impact our manifestations but we often forget of our own divine power our own ability to move our own energy that we become so dependent on other people to do things for us in a wide variety of medicine. And so the beautiful thing about energy medicine and energy medicine yoga is we can reclaim that power of our individual individuality in our healing journey. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that Donna really emphasizes as well, to put the power back into your own hands. Because like you said, so many of us uh, give our power away to other forces and, and sort of want somebody else to take care of us, which is, you know, it makes a lot of sense on some level, especially when we're going through something really difficult. Mm -hmm. And there is this, I love that you brought up co-creation because we are all connected. And one of the things that I teach in my more advanced workshops is actually the science behind how we are all connected. And so there is the truth of that, of our interconnectedness. And so we can't ignore that when a especially we're working on something as deep as our own personal healing. So we do need community. We do need support. Oftentimes we need help from somebody outside of ourselves, even if we are just working with our energy. And I don't mean just, but even if we are working with our energy, oftentimes we need somebody else to intervene. But at the same time, it primarily and originally starts with you and your ability to tune into your own being, to have this, what I call this intimacy with the body so that you know what's going on and you are the first line of defense against anything because if something changes, you know because you're tuned in every day, like you brush your teeth every day and if all of a sudden one morning you woke up and you have a tooth that's missing, you'd notice it right away. But if you didn't brush your teeth every day, it might take you two or three months before you saw, finally were like, wow. Oh, there's a tooth smithing missing and I never even knew it. And it's similar with your energy. If you check in with your energy every day and hopefully we'll get into how to do that. Um, it's very tactile and very simple and you start to notice things and notice changes and you can, um, and you can step in and, and have your, your primary effect. And we do, we have a lot more power than we think. And it really is important. I'll just diverge for a second. 
I um I went to the doctor the other day and they did all of these blood tests. And I was just speaking with a friend of mine who's also a scientist and I was feeling really sad about some of the things that the doctor was telling me. And she said, you know, the medical field knows a lot and at the same time they don't know very much at all. And so we there's this feeling that these doctors with their degrees and their coats have more knowledge than we do. And they run these tests and they show us these numbers and they say, this number means this and this number means that. But the truth of the matter is, all of that can be overcome. There is nothing that is set in stone. And medical science is over and over again stumped by the ability of the human body to transcend what they say is going to happen. Um, and so to to pull back from those kind of um, statements from your doctors that say, percentages of this equals that and all that, and to come back into what you know about your own body is really, really powerful. Mm. I love that. I really do. And I'm, I appreciate Sarah bringing that up to begin with, because I wanted to add to this a little bit. You know, it's something that for me, um, you know, Sarah and I both have had several different things that we've had to, you know, go through as far as healing our bodies. And for me, it's been this journey of psoriasis. And I bring this up only because a lot of things have come to the surface lately. It's something that uh, we've been working on deeply, uh, not only from a physical level, but an emotional and spiritual level as well. And, you know, I'm just at a point now where I'm so grateful to have had this experience of having psoriasis because it's really been a great, the greatest teacher for me. You know, there's been times where I've been so upset of looking at my body and seeing all of these marks all over me and said, why, why? Why is this happening? You know, because so many doctors would say, oh, well, it's just the hand you were dealt or, you know, the genes you have and you can't do anything about it. But really what that's done is empower me to take that over. And I've, I've always really looked outside of myself as if there was like this savior complex within me that somebody can come and heal me like this guru and just, I would have clear skin the next day, you know, but that's, that's just not the way it works. And, and I'm saying this because one, it has been such an important teacher for me to show me that I do hold that power, that I am a divine being that, that is able to heal myself. And Throughout these years of doing that, I'm just so grateful for that. And again, going back to your practice and what you're doing, you know, looking through your book, I really like how you implement the five elements. Um, and of course, I can let you go over that a little bit and explain that in a little bit more detail. But there's something that I really um, just resonated with me when I was reading through the metal part. And looking at the elements that I was, that I was suffering from, I looked at it and I'm like, Oh, metal makes sense. So I read in the metal section. And then the one thing that came up was the challenge of metal is letting go. And that is just, I think one of my greatest lessons is to learn how to let go of the attachments, let go of everything and be fine with who I am right now in this moment. And what an amazing lesson. But again, the reason I'm bringing this up is because you did incorporate the five elements into your uh, book. And I think it'd be a great opportunity if you can explain that a little bit and why you did that. And then we can kind of get into the benefits of, of energy medicine, yoga and all of that. Mm, yeah, sure. No, thank you for sharing. That's really, that's really beautiful. And the truth is that that, that is the work and, and you really just, um, you know, pulled that out uh, um, so beautifully with the 
that story from your own experience. Once we, you know, if we have a physical ailment that is presenting, it's really giving us information and um, showing us where we might be out of balance. And so you had an ailment of the skin, which is in the metal element, and it's about grief and letting go. And so it gives you this, um, this insight into the things that you need to do to be able to come back into balance. So if there's anything that's going on in your life that's out of balance, it will appear either in a physical way or a mental or emotional or spiritual way. And that's giving us information. So the body wants to heal and it can heal when it's in balance, in balance. And, um, and so the reason I chose the five elements to, um, as the focus of this book, the five elements from, uh, Chinese medicine is one of the nine energy systems that each of us has in the body. So a lot of you are familiar with a lot of the systems you have. We talked about um, acupuncture, which is from also from Chinese medicine, and that's based on the meridian system. If you practice yoga, chances are you've heard of or studied the chakras, um, maybe even the aura. So we all have each of these nine systems in the body. And the five element system is so fascinating because it's absolutely enormous. It encompasses everything in the universe, the physical body, emotional, spiritual body, the cycles of your life, the cycles of your emotional life. So you get into a fight with someone and you go through this whole you know, field of emotions, that's all encompassed in the five elements. The planet that we live on, the seasons of the planet, the actual physical structure of the planet, everything is in this five element theory. And on the one hand, of course, it's enormous, right? It encompasses everything in the universe. But the beautiful thing is it's very simple because everything in the universe is one of five things. And so if you have something going wrong or awry in your life, it's going awry in one of these elements. And so once you identify which element it is, then in this book, we show you practices to bring that element into balance, which then brings the whole body into balance. The other piece of the five element theory is it's your personality as well. So it's really this huge lens to view the world in, but also to see who you are and how you operate in the world. And ev again, even though it's so huge, it really simplifies things because everything is only one of five things. And so it gives you tools as well to access the emotional body, which a lot of your listeners probably know the emotions actually affect the physiology. There's science now, um, uh, originally done by Candace Pert, that proves that our emotions affect our physiology and our physiology affects our emotions. So it's a two-way street. And I had found mm. that the five elements was really one of the only ways to identify and to get into the physical system through the emotions. You know, I'd studied yoga for years and I've, I had had emotional releases in classes and I'd seen students have them and I never really knew what that was about or what to do with that except you know to offer a tissue or some support but now there's a way for me and for my students to get into understanding what this emotion is about how to move it through the system how to harvest the information and how to also complete un 
incomplete emotional experiences. And so if you've had uh, an experience, it, it hits each of these five elements. And if you don't hit one of the five elements, you're not fully complete with that experience. So every experience that you go through has a component of fear and of anger and of anxiety and of worry and of grief. And if you don't understand each of those pieces from your experience, then the experience can't be complete and then release. And you can do that either consciously or just through the physical practice and the sound practice. So you don't have to go through, um, you know, a, a therapy session to figure out and to go through the sturm und drang of each of the emotions. But you do need to move the energy of the emotions. So that was a really long answer to what the five <laughs> elements is. But but that's really the the basis and the essence of the whole book. That's beautiful. And I love how you include like a table – uh, an easy to follow chart in your book for people to find which element it is that's out of balance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you know each element is governed by areas of the body and govern areas of the body, and as I mentioned, the emotions. And so, yeah, you can go through and either see what's going on with you now if you've got something that you really need to deal with. Another interesting way is if you feel pretty healthy is to go through and see what you might have had in the past and um, to go through those practices and make sure that you've gotten any kind of residual um, energy that might be stuck in the body to release. Mm -hmm. And let me ask you this. So if one of our listeners, let's say they go to your book and they identify in the chart, there's multiple elements in different areas, wood, metal, and earth, for example, would they start with the one that's most prominent and then work from there? Yeah, absolutely. I would start with the one that, that's most prominent, most presenting. Um, but often what you'll find is because everything is interconnected, if you do that practice and bring that into balance, some of the other issues may also start to resolve and you may not have to go and do those practices. But that said, mm -hmm. we want to stay continually in balance. And so ideally you would do the essential practice frequently, which has a, a practice within it that goes through all of the five elements. Um, it's called a five element flow, and it goes through the emotional cycle and the physical cycle of releasing those emotions. And then, you know, maybe focus on one of the elements, one a month maybe, or if you're really, um, you're really active and you want to do more, you could do maybe a week of the water element and then a week of the wood element and really track your progress and track the changes that are, that are going on for you. Because these practices are really profound. You will find enormous changes, even with very little effort. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And while we're on the subject of practice and taking action, how does your book guide readers through the EM yoga practice? So as well as um, as laying it out in a pretty organized way, I have to say I have a great editor. I um, I also <laughs> need need more metal in my life, and metal is the is the organizer. Metals are very systematic and and organized. And so if you don't have a lot of metal in your life, chances are you're not as organized. So, um, but my <laughs> editor is an incredible metal, and so she made this really organized. So it takes you through how to begin the practice and starts with the uh, the the essential essential, which is the wake up. 
and then um, and then guides you to how to find what to do next, which practice. And there's also other practices that aren't simply the physical asana or the the breathing pranayama practices or meditation, but there are practices for journaling and gratitude and how to use the actual elements themselves to balance the elements. But the other thing that is so beautiful is we included an hour of video with the book. And so um, if you buy the book, there's a URL in it and you can find these practices and watch me guiding you through some of the practices so that you get, um, you know, some people are visual learners, some people can learn reading. And so we kind of offer that as well. And, you know, it's not the kind of book that you read beginning to end. And one of the things that I actually suggest doing in the book is that you kind of flip through and see what jumps out at you because oftentimes that's what you need to start with. And so I I always like to do that. I do that with every book that I read really, except fiction. You know, you've got to kind of do beginning, middle and end with that. But I like to sort of just see what jumps out at me and see if there's some other kind of divine or unconscious wisdom that's coming through telling me to go to a particular section that I might not have on my own. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a super, super easy to follow book. And I like that you included photos as well. Um, and explaining like the different energetic points to when people are incorporating the energy, um, you know, movement, you know, on different uh pressure points and meridians in their bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, And for listeners that this is like, for you who this might be a foreign realm, um, it's really easy to learn. Once you start practicing, it all begins to make sense. And one of the things I can say from having been experimenting with the energy medicine world for a few years now is that doing it routinely it starts, you start to see the results, you know, and, and, and that, that's the thing is, is developing a practice that makes you feel excited and makes you feel like you're, you're ready to dive into your healing process. And so I think your book does a great job of providing the material, you know, the knowledge and wisdom for readers to get excited about their practice and about their routine and gives them definitely step-by-step instructions on how to make it work for their lives. No, I think that's absolutely right. And, and I love what you said about how, um, you know, doing it daily and the simplicity of it. Because those are the two things that I really emphasize, especially to people that might be new to this and might think, oh, like, I don't see energy. I don't feel energy. I think it's kind of woo-woo. I'm not really sure I know what you're talking about. I'm not going to do it. But the truth is, it's actually very simple, very tactile, and very transformative. And what we need to do is create positive energy habits. And and I, mm-hmm. I go back again to that sort of flossing and brushing your teeth. You know, if you 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 usually, I, I would hope, let's just say, that you brush your teeth twice a day, right? You brush your teeth in the morning and you brush your teeth at night. Maybe you skip a day or something if you're camping or if you had a crazy wild night and you're too tired and you wake up the next morning and your teeth feel fuzzy, right? So you have this mm-hmm. practice and it builds on itself. And it's the same thing with energy. If you've never done any energy work and you do it once, you might not feel a whole lot. Although actually, usually with this work, people feel it right away. 
but it needs to create a habit. And so what I tell people that have never done this work before is just to start with a wake up. And that's on page 78 of the book. And it really can be done in like two minutes. And what I say to people is do it every day for a month and see what happens. Just that's it. Make that commitment. Don't do anything else. Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about the five elements or your element mm-hmm. or journaling. Just do the wake up every day. And honestly, it's after day like eight or nine, sometimes three or four, where people start emailing me and say, oh my God, this is the only thing I've changed. And here's what's changed in my life. A, B, C, D. And they run through the list of things that have changed just from doing that because it gets your energy organized, harmonized, and coherent. And from that point, everything else starts to get easier in your life. So you can start just with something as simple as two or three minutes a day. And then Mm -hmm. if you're noticing the changes, you can dive in deeper. Mm. I love that. And so obviously the list is super long to list off, I'm sure, but what are some of the main benefits that someone can get doing EM yoga? And particularly ones that they wouldn't be able to get just doing standard yoga. Yeah, that's that's great. So the, the number one thing is if your energy isn't, and I'm going to say this right here, the two most important flows of energy in the body is moving forward and crossing over. And if that isn't happening in your energy, you're working at a 50% deficit. That means you fill your gas tank halfway and you try to drive across country. And you can imagine you're not really going to get very far. So if your energy is not moving forward and not moving and not crossing over, you're at this huge deficit. So if you do a yoga practice without having that in place, you the the energetics of that practice aren't going to land as well and as deeply and and be more as permanent as you want them to be and mm. you know i i think about um yeah the, just the power of having that organizational structure to your energy and it's hard to understand if you haven't done it before but if you've ever like gone for a hike or even gone to a yoga class and i've heard this so many times people say i take this yoga class and then i'm exhausted i have to go home and take a nap that's not how mm. you're supposed to feel after a yoga class but the reason that is is because your energy is moving backward and then if you do this really effortful class it's going to make you more tired because you're going in opposition from how your energy is. And so at the Mm. very base, you just want to have your energy going in the direction that it needs to be going. And once that happens, then the benefits start to skyrocket and you have transformations in your ability to sleep, which is so important for any kind of healing. That's where all of the healing takes place is while you sleep. Digestion and elimination. And if any of you study Ayurveda, you know that in Ayurveda, the root cause of every disease is in the gut, starts in the gut. In energy medicine, Mm -hmm. the root cause of every disease actually precedes that and is energy not moving forward and crossing over. So you can see how important just that little piece is that you get just doing the wake up. And then everything else that you're getting from a yoga practice is, how do I say this? It's similar, but more. 
right? So you're going to get stronger. You're going to get healthier. Immune system is going to boost. You're, and, and here's some things that you get that you don't get in a regular yoga practice. But in an EM yoga practice, there's the, what happens is you start to become more coherent in your own life. Your relationships start to get better and start to resolve mm-hmm. in, um, difficulties. If you, you get more spaciousness in your day. When I was teaching this at a military college, the kids that were getting like three or four hours nights a, a, a night's sleep would come in and they'd say all of a sudden they had more time in their day because their homework was easier to do because their energy was working for them and their you know workouts were easier to do because their energy was working for them so everything starts to get easier when your energy's working for you and i never had that experience when i was practicing straight yoga mhm And so you're in now, of course, when you did mention about moving forward and crossing over, that can be done by, again, by simply just doing the wake up series that you have proposed in your book on page 78. I remember the Mm -hmm. number. Yeah, yeah, nice. (laughs) And uh, that would then, again, help somebody to who was maybe moving backwards to move forward and and cross their energy over. Absolutely. And the thing to remember is if you are sick or if you're depressed or if you're in kind of a compromised place, your energy has now formed that habit. And so you might need to do the wake up two or three or even four times during the day to retrain your energy to to start to move and stay in these more beneficial patterns. And then you're starting to start to move out of your sicknesses, move out of your depressions. But if you've got anything like that going on, your energy isn't moving forward and isn't crossing over. It simply can't if you're sick or depressed. That's kind of the, the root of all of that. And so you really, really want to get that energy moving. And so once you do that, from my understanding, then the chakras would then be aligned from from top to bottom or bottom to top and beyond, beyond, obviously. So uh, I'm assuming that's correct as well. Well, um, so no, (laughs) just by by doing the wake up isn't necessarily going to realign all of your chakras. So chakras, that's a whole, I mean, we could have a whole week-long conversation about chakras. Um, but they are... Oh, yeah. Donna Eden, she's got like, I think like a third of her book is on it. Yeah. The energy, the energy medicine, I call it the energy medicine Bible. Right. Yeah, exactly. It is the Bible. It is the Bible. And yet chakras are so fascinating. I'm actually doing a week-long retreat on chakras at the Feathered Pipe Ranch in Montana this August. And, you know, even in the yoga world where people spend so much time on chakras and learning about them and doing, you know, releases and opening top to bottom, kind of like you said, they're really misunderstood. And a lot of it isn't actually how Mm -hmm. the chakras work and how they appear in the body. So I would caution you against saying things like, you know, your chakras are all going to be aligned just by doing the wake up. It's certainly going to help because all of the energy systems, as we talked about, are interconnected. But there's a little bit more that you need to do to work with the chakras directly um, and a little bit more mm-hmm. than I can get into right here on, on this interview. But, um, but I'd be happy to come back and, and do just a chakra show if you're, if you're interested. But, you know, chakras are, 
They're the hard drive of your energy system. They hold every experience that you've had in this life and in past lives. And the work that we're going to do this summer at Feathered Pipe is about evolving your chakras into the future so that you can draw to you the present that you want through your chakras. It's very, very powerful work. And I've actually never taught it to the public before. So I'm really excited to share it. But it's it's deep work. Chakra work is is deep work because it is the hard drive. I mean, if you think about your computer, and I said, you know, oh, just turn your computer off and on again and all your hard drive will be fixed. You would you would get the idea of like, okay, it needs a little more. You got to bring it to somebody to defrag the whole thing. And, and that's what we're going to do mm-hmm. this summer. We're going to defrag the chakras. Where can our listeners, if they're interested, learn more about this workshop? Um, on my website, emyoga.net. And I think actually there are still two um, financial needs scholarships available for that retreat. So if you want to take it and finances are tight, um, please still consider it. It's going to be, it's a week long. It's at the Feathered Pipe Ranch, which is one of the oldest retreat centers in the country. It's absolutely beautiful there. And um, the the work is really transformational. Kind of blow your chakras, <laughs> blow them wide open and, <laughs> and get them ready for the future that you want. So yeah, please come join us. It's going to be phenomenal. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And um, you kind of hinted at this earlier in the interview. Um, I'm not sure. Do you have perhaps a tip or tool or exercise that you'd like to offer our listeners now? Sure. Do you mean for the chakras or just for in general? For in general, just energy medicine and yoga or separate, whatever you feel called to share. Yeah. So, you know, a tip that I really like to share is working with the stress response in the body because we live in a world right now that is just, to be honest, incredibly stressful. And what that does is it puts us into this constant low level fight or flight response which dumps all kinds of adrenaline and cortisol and stress hormones into the body. And because we don't generally run or fight when stress comes up, those stress chemicals don't have anything to do and they start to eat away at us and cause all kinds of problems. And at the same time, we need those chemicals and they're really powerful, those hormones. And so we don't want to eradicate them altogether, but we want to balance them. So I'm going to share two things super, super easy to do if you go into a stress response, if someone cuts you off in traffic or somebody yells at you or you flip open your Facebook and you see some horrible news story. Number one, put your hand over your forehead as if you're taking your temperature. What that does is it keeps the blood in your forebrain. So when you go into fight or flight response, the blood leaves the forebrain and goes into your extremities to get you ready to fight or to run. But if you keep the blood in the forebrain, it helps you to think creatively and intelligently. And that's generally what we need to do today to get out of our stress situations is to be creative and innovative and intelligent about it. So if you put your head, hand on your forehead, and if you're going into a stress response and you do that, you can feel immediately the energy just calm and center so that you can do what you need to do. And the other thing for stress as well is the notch at the bottom of the throat. It's called the sternal notch. It's that little hollow right 
above and in between the collarbones, the tips of the collarbones. So if you slide two or three fingers right down your windpipe, you kind of land in this little pool, this little hollow at the base of the throat. And that's another point for calming the stress response. So two or three fingers there. And if it's very stressful, you can do both at the same time, one hand on the forehead, two or three fingers in the sternal notch. And you can use one or the other if something comes into your life. I use these points all the time. If I've got to go speak and I'm feeling nervous, or if I've got to make a phone call with somebody who stresses me out, anything. <laughs> I use it all the time in the car. I'm, I'm coming to the East Coast in a couple of weeks. I'm actually teaching an Omega and whenever I drive on the East Coast, I've got two or three fingers in that sternal notch because I'm not <laughs> used to it, right? All of the cars and the lanes and the clover leaves and everything. And it really does. It keeps me calm and grounded so that I can do what I need to do, which is focus. How much pressure should we be putting? Mm, great question. Points? Great question. Very light pressure. You're just basically touching your hand to your skin. Because right, your hands, your fingers are electromagnetic. So where you put them on the body will actually attract energy to them. And that's, you know, one of the things that we use is in energy medicine yoga quite a bit is different holds on the body. And that's what we're doing. We're using the magnetism of our hands, the electromagnetism of our hands to draw energy to specific points on the body. And that's exactly what we're doing right there with those two holds. So very light, just a gentle touch to the body. Wonderful. Well, we really appreciate those tips. And I know a lot of people could use that. And especially, I think breaking it down because I think sometimes when we look into this, these other alternative realms of healing, sometimes people feel a little bit overwhelmed and that it's this new practice and I don't know if I can do it, but I think breaking it down like that just makes it so much easier for people to digest and to really understand. And I think once they start doing it, they really start to get it. And really at the end of the day, you know, we all have this innate healing power within us. And I think it's just so beautiful that you're able to share this gift with the world along with all the other modalities. And, um, you know, I think different things resonate with different people. And we know this should definitely resonate with our listeners. So again, that's a long way of me saying thank you for coming on and thank you for sharing this wisdom with us. Oh, well, thank you for giving me the opportunity. And I do, I really appreciate what you said about, um, you know, we can feel overwhelmed. And I think, you know, what I like about this work, I jokingly call myself the lazy yogi, but it's really not so much of a joke. I like to do the least amount of effort to get the most amount of benefit, which is actually how the body works, right? When the body is in balance and homeostasis um, and coherence, that's what the word coherence means, is that you get the most amount of benefit for the least amount of effort. And that's what this practice really gives to you. So it really is, you know, with a little bit of time given to it. And if you already have a yoga practice, it's so simple to weave these practices in. And if you're new to yoga, we've got them all laid out for you. But really, you can just start with a very little bit. Like I said, just start with the wake up and notice the transformation. And that will give you the juice and the energy really to dive in deeper and, and see what this practice can give to you. 
Oh, thank you so much. And just one more time, can you give our listeners your website so they can check out your work? Absolutely. It's EM Energy Medicine, emyoga.net. And I've got classes, I've got online classes, I've got live events all over the place. And if you've just got questions, please email me. We answer all emails that come in. I love to hear from people, especially if you take me up on the challenge. You do the wake up challenge, and I want to hear back from you guys the effects that it's had and the transformation and the healing that you've had just by doing that. So please reach out, emyoga.net. Thank you so much. We'll definitely be adding this into our daily regimen as well. And we will keep our listeners updated on how it changes our lives. Great. That's awesome. Thank you. Keep me posted too. Once again, we want to thank Lauren for everything she is bringing to the world. Truly, truly powerful medicine. And I want to share quickly about my practice. So ever since we did the interview with Lauren, I've been practicing doing the metal practice because the metal element is where I had a little bit of an imbalance. And so I took Lauren's advice and I started doing these short videos each morning and my, oh my, the changes happened quickly. So just to share a little bit about my journey, as many of you know, I've been on this uh, healing journey for quite some time, really getting my body back into balance. And I feel like this was kind of one of the last straws. And throughout this healing journey, there's been many ups and downs, um, feeling great one day, feeling not so great the other day, and just a lot of cleansing of toxins from all of the years of abuse on the body. And once I started doing this practice, I started purging, literally. Um, and of course, that might be scary to some, but that just means that the body is needing to get out all of the things that it no longer needs. And I, the first day I started doing it, I actually threw up a couple times after the practice and I immediately felt better. I was actually laughing while doing that. I know it sounds kind of weird, but it's one of those things that I knew on an energetic and a physical level that I needed to get this out and it felt so good after. And each day since I've been doing it and I'm just feeling better and better and thank you to Lauren for this really powerful healing modality. And I really, truly recommend people get this book, go through it, check out where you might have some imbalances and start the practices. Uh, I know they can definitely help you. So once again, thanks to Lauren and her work. And we look forward to having you on the, the next Soul and Wonder podcast episode. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Heritage Bank, we're working to strengthen communities by helping businesses stay in business. See how we can help yours. Visit heritagebanknw.com slash all of us or click the ad to learn more. Member FDIC. Behind every company, there's a time-tested engine keeping it moving. By earning your accounting degree online from Grand Canyon University, you can advance your career by identifying business efficiencies and building business models. Become a core team member by keeping business on budget and on track to success. What do you think accounting careers look like? GCU offers over 175 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.